Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Patrick, and I'll be your chief flight attendant today. We'll begin the show in a few minutes, but first I'd like to acquaint you with some important safety information. Three sheets to the mouse may contain language and subject matters that aren't suitable for smaller aviators, so listener discretion is advised. When the intro music begins, please take a seat and partake of any carry-on items. This includes bottles, flasks, cans, fine cigars, and skin mags. Okay, let's review. That is, F-bombs, earmuffs, get drunk, smoke them if you got them, and send nudes. Anything else? Oh yeah, enjoy the show. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be free, free. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of Three Sheets to the Mouse. We're five average guys with a love for all things Disney. Joining me on this week's show are four animals you won't see on the Kilimanjaro Safari Adam the Spotted Hyena. What's up? Jason the Angry Lion. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Tim the White Bearded Wildebeest. <laughs> 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 What's up? And Mikey the Ginger Giraffe. You're resting on your laurels. What kind of two-bit podcast do you think this is? <laughs> we just keep rehashing the stuff over and over again. I'm sure the listeners are wondering He's why. He's got a hard on for animals. <laughs> We're here to talk about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a tall pint of Tusker Lager, and enjoy the adult side of Disney with three sheets to the mouse. So last week, we told you guys about Tim and Adam's fundraising effort for the Strong for Boston campaign that's leading up to their running of the Dark Side 10K on April 22nd. We wanted to remind you that you should go over to youcaring.com slash Weisenhunt. And uh, go over there and, and donate whatever you can to the 10K fund. Tim and Adam are hosting a giveaway where you can, uh, where you can win. And for every five, $5 you donate, I was about to say 5000 so maybe it should. should for every yeah, $5,000 yeah. yeah, well, they donate, you get one entry. <laughs> <laughs> for every $5 you donate, earns you one entry to win a Disneyland 60th anniversary prize package. And that includes a now extinct Glow with the Show paintbrush. And I believe that paintbrush has the uh, the 60th anniversary logo on it, correct? Yes. Yes, it, yes, it does. Uh, but yep. also, and I think more importantly, is the Disneyland 60th anniversary CD. Uh, this CD has all your favorite tracks from Walt's iconic opening speech and dedication of Disneyland to the extinct attractions uh, like the Rainbow Caverns Mine Train. Uh, for our Disney World fans, they have no idea what I'm talking about. If you consider yourself a Disney fan, you must own this CD. So you go over to youcaring.com slash Michael Weisenhunt and donate whatever you can to earn yourself an entry for this Disneyland Legacy set. Uh, also, uh, we, I wanted to remind you guys that Jason is donating and, or matching the first $100 that we you guys donated. We hit it the first day. Oh, we already did. So you've already made Jason spend $100, so that's guys. great. Uh, but for everyone that donates, we want to thank you. Uh, thank you very much for doing that. It's a great cause. Tim yeah, and Adam, shirts, are, are you guys excited came, to run the marathon or the, and, uh, the 10K? We're ready to go. I'm nervous, but <laughs> uh, I'm nervous. Who gets excited to run? <laughs> I know. That's what I said. I'm fucking scared shitless. <laughs> this is the longest race I've ever run. 
I've done a few 5Ks. I'm more I'm excited about the after party at Epcot as a 5K, so but twice as My timing is shit. <laughs> well, you know, good thing, Adam, you only have to walk faster than the old ladies carrying balloons. <laughs> Those old ladies are scary. Yep, and that I can do. Speaking of running, one of our Three Sheets Facebook friends, one of, our, one of the members of the Three Sheets Nation, recently completed the Princess Half Marathon. And uh, because Jason, Mikey, and I have no desire to run 13 miles, uh, I mean, I will if there's an all-you-can-drink bar at the end of it, but normally I would. We sat down with Sarah Coyle to find out what in the world would possess someone to run for fun. Three sheets of the most exclusive. Sarah Coyle, a VIP in the group, is going to talk racing, running, drinking at the race. Being hung right. over so running I, a marathon? What do we got here? So the five of us over at Three Sheets of Mouth, Mouse, we try to encourage a well-balanced diet of Disney booze and Disney fun. But in order to have a long and healthy life, you have to find time to keep your body in shape. And, well, since here in New Jersey we only gym tan and laundry, there's no time for running. But luckily, we have a member of our Three Sheets Nation who is not only a diehard Disney fan, but she also participates in this thing called yogging. Or, or is it jogging? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sorry. I think it's a soft J. Uh, I, I. I don't know. Not familiar with it. But I, w- I would say jogging. Jogging. Okay. Because jogging, jogging sounds a little weird. But Sarah that has volunteered. Like something we shouldn't discuss. <laughs> I'm sure it's on Urban Dictionary. Sarah's volunteered mm-hmm. to be our official Disney runner here on Three Sheets to the Mouse. So, Sarah, how did you get involved in? jogging for recreation okay so um i got started about exactly a year ago um my sister-in-law ran a couple half marathons she's a lot younger than me she's in college but i tend to get dumb ideas and think i can do things too so um i had heard about run disney events and i thought if i'm gonna run that's the only way i'm running so decided that the princess had sound cool we wanted to do it. That's literally the only reason I started running was so I could go to Disney World for a weekend. Mom. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea to, to me. I mean, not the running part, the going to Disney World for a weekend. Right. Right. The thing that I didn't think about, though, was that um, you walk, you know, 10 to 15 miles a day in the parks for at least a few days in a row. And then you go run 13.1 more. That's Mom. that's a lot of mileage. That's a lot of mileage. Yeah. Um, so what exactly? Yeah, I think. Uh, what exactly is a, or What exactly is a run Disney event? Okay, so um, a few times a year, Disney puts on um, some type of race event. Um, the first one is in January at Disney World. Um, that is Marathon Weekend. They do a half and a full marathon. I'm not positive if there's five Ks and ten Ks, but they at least have a half and a full. The second one of the year is the Princess Half, which is what I just did. They offer a 5K, a 10K, and a half marathon. Um, The next one is going to be in April. That is um, the Dark Side race. That's the Star Wars themed. And then they do Wine and Dine. Um, Last year, it was the first weekend in November, so I would expect it to be the same weekend this year. Um, Disneyland does others that I'm not super familiar with, but those are the big four at Disney World. Okay. So, I mean... If I were to start running, I mean, not saying I would, but if I were to start running, 
how exactly would I would I go to register for a Run Disney event? Okay, so Run Disney events, especially the Princess Half, being that it's the woman themed one, sell out super fast. Um, like usually within a day, a couple hours even for the princess. Um, I actually had a friend that they open up a week early to DVC members. So if you're DVC, you get a, you get an early week access to it. I had a friend that's a DVC member that gave me their DVC login and password, and I logged into their DVC account um, and, and signed up that way. Um, so, yeah, I know that some travel agents also offer packages. Um, they, they give so many spots in the race to travel agents. Um, so that's another way to kind of guarantee your entry. Um, but other than that, you just have to wake up early the day that it opens and hope you get a spot. Now, what about cost? How much did that cost you? Um, it cost me about 200 bucks to run the half. Okay. Now, did you get a discount for being DVC or is it just straight 200 across no. the board? No, there's no DVC discount for it. It was just 200. The 5Ks and the 10Ks are a little bit cheaper. Um, the marathons cost more. If you do the challenges, those cost more also. I'm slightly disappointed you're not wearing the medal as we talk, just so you know. Yes. Oh, shit. It's up there. Do you want me to get it? Yeah, I want you to see it. No, I want you to wear it. It doesn't matter. We get it. When Michael Phelps goes to promotional interviews, he wears his medal. I did wear it um, through the resort in the airport that day because everybody wears their medals around the parks, but I I did not go to the parks afterwards, so I didn't wear it. So how hard was that? I love that. That's awesome. It's nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It was Beauty and the Beast themed, so we have the Enchanted Rose medal, so it's pretty cool. And is it the same medal for the 5, 10, and are they different medals throughout? They're different medals, and then um, if you you get a different medal for each race, and then there's also what's called the Glass Slipper Challenge. If you do all three races, then you get a fourth medal for doing the challenge. So the 5K and the the 10k and half minute they're not all run at the same time no um it stretches out over a whole weekend and there's also a race expo so the expo starts on thursday the 5k is friday morning the 10k saturday morning and the half is sunday morning so races very nice so what uh, what are what are these events are there like the kenyans there and the uh like do you have do they (laughs) really super competitive people that win the actual marathons Yes. Um, I didn't see any Kenyans. If they were there, they were in the first one or two corrals, and I was in the third to last corral. Um, the corrals are lettered um, just to, in order, depending on how many people are in the race. I was in corral N, and it went up to P. So I was in the third, the like, really slow one, and ended up towards the back. Um, but yes, the first two goals are like your spur, like marathon runners. A lot of people use them as um, like their Boston qualifiers have to get a certain time to qualify for the Boston Marathon. A lot of people use that race as that qualifier. How do they, how did they get those first two spots in? I mean, are these separately and say that I'm, I'm a competitor? Um, you submit your times from your previous races. Okay. Um, you have to get online and, and just say, Hey, I did this in this last race and you have to be able to ver- to show verification. Um, for somebody like me that it was my first, I didn't have something to show. So basically they just make you guess. So that's what I did. So they would be d- disappointed if I said I ran a minute mile. 
Yes, <laughs> you would end up you would end up in a very um, front corral, and you would be trampled to death by the Kenyans. <laughs> You'd be good for the first hundred yards, and after that, done. Yeah, yeah. The, now on the flip side. Spot. On the flip side, I had a friend of mine that has ran a full marathon in several halves. Um, she's a pretty seasoned runner. She did not submit a time. If you do not submit a time, you are in the last corral. And she said she she could barely run a lot of it because there were so many walkers back there that she couldn't get around. Well, that, that leads me to my next question. Do you have to run super fast or can you walk? Is there like a pacing uh, requirement? There, The minimum pace is pretty forgiving. It's a 16-minute mile. Um, oh, I, I can, can do that. that. Yeah, that everybody can do that. Um, okay. And I'll tell you what, you know, some of these people that completed this race, you would not think would be able to complete this race, but they did. They did. Um, and, you know, we saw, I saw people, I literally saw the last people in the race. Um, as I was going back to the bus, they were coming around. Sorry. Um, I saw the last two people, they were coming around as I was walking back to the bus and, um, they were really, really struggling. Um, but yeah, one of them was not somebody looking at her that I would expect her to struggle. She, you know, but I mean, people try to do this injured because I bought my ticket back in July to get into this thing. You never know what's going to happen. So a lot of people try to attempt it when maybe they shouldn't. And, um, if you don't, meet the minimum pace requirement they have what's called the balloon ladies at the end that are literally back there holding balloons and if you get if you end up with these balloon ladies they will come by and pick you up Yay. and you don't finish the race <laughs> so i can only that. imagine that it's a nice little lady holding balloon being like i'm sorry yeah they are to leave the course they are there's three ladies and they're holding these giant like cinderella balloons and they're like hey i got this pretty balloon but too bad you paid 200 dollars for this shit and didn't make it so <laughs> So what about as far as like the princess, uh, was, are we like 90% girls or did we have husband and wife teams that were there? I mean, how, how did that um, work that yeah, you saw? There was, there was some, um, you know, couples that did it and teams and things like that. The thing is, is that all of the Disney races are for a charity. Um, so this specific one was for the children's miracle network. So there was a lot of, I saw a lot of like custom t-shirts of people running for specific children or specific hometown groups and things like that. Um, you can also get a discounted uh, raising money for a certain group um, or charity. You can you can get a ticket. I think they were maybe around like seventy dollars if you agreed to raise like eight hundred or something for your charity. Um, so there's different ways to to do that. Um, but yeah, there was over twenty six thousand runners in this wow. race, and I wow. think about six thousand of them were men. Okay, that's a lot of yeah. Men. No, is that, is that there, for your race, there was that many? For your for race? For my race, there was that okay. many. Okay. There was over 26,000 altogether. There was over 15,000 women. I finished at 8,499. So I made it into the top half, which was pretty good because I started way back. So I passed about 4,000. That's okay. because you're better than them. You are that an overachiever. That is I'm better than them. Good. My, my pace, I think, was 1330. And average. you were on steroids at the time. Yeah, you were like you were, were like like borderline guy while you were running there. Did they? Did they? Yes. Did they drug test you and make you pee in a cup? <laughs> no, I was the thing. about that one. No. <laughs> okay, let's let's get all the race bullshit now. I want to know did, how much did you drink while you were down there? 
you know, my, my sister-in-law is only 20. No, I, I there's, there's ways drank in. the night before I left, but I don't think I drank at all a weekend. I was too busy. Like, I wasn't even thinking about that. I really, they do have a beer tent at the end of the race, and I really, really wanted to hit up the beer tent. I had every intention of hitting up the beer tent, but um, we had to get out of our hotel room. We finished at like 9.30. Checkout was at 11. I did not request a, a late checkout. I should have. I didn't. It. We got back there at 10.45. Had to be out at 11. Okay. So I did not have time for the post-race beer. It no, and that was forever to and, get back. And that was with you, like with your, your trip, you know, you were, we were following you and you were, you get down here, you're posting stuff, you're at the race, all of a sudden you're at the airport and I'm like, holy crap, that was fast. That was it a was very so fast. quick I mean, trip. I couldn't even imagine being in your shoes. Like you blinked, it was done. I can't tell you how much pain I was in in that airport. <laughs> I I have never had such a hard time walking in my entire life. I I knew I was going to hurt. Okay. I did not know it was going to be like that. I fell asleep in the Pop Century lobby waiting for Magical Express and charging my phone. And I was like, someone just fucking kill me. Like, right now. <laughs> just kill me. If I die in Disney, this is a great way to go. I'm in so much pain right now. It was pretty. It was pretty horrible. Is that because you weren't used to that last four miles, five miles in? Is that, or did you just push yourself a little harder? You think? I mean, I think it was. I think it was just the combination of doing so much walking on Friday and Saturday through the parks, and then turning around and running thirteen miles. Um, the longest run that I did before the race at home was about eight and a half. So yes, I did tack on a lot of miles. However, when I did eight and a half at home, I was not feeling sore. I was fine. Like I. I typically am pretty good with things like that. So I think it was just not just running 13 miles, but walking 25 in the two right. days before. Yep. Okay. I mean, that's, that's a lot of miles to put on, especially, I mean, how long, how long did it take you to run the race? Um, three hours and three minutes. And see, that's more, exactly. that's more than you do in a full day at Disney. So I can imagine that it's, uh, it's yeah, a lot, a lot more strenuous yeah. than just walking at Disney. But still, we we wanted to congratulate you and uh, and kind of tie this in because Tim and Adam will be down there running. I, I believe they're running a ten k. Um, yeah, they're doing the dark side. How yeah. many? Now, pardon me, but how many miles is a ten k? Um, six point two. Okay, so they're not as good as you. So. They're not as good as me. He's stirring that pot. Tim and Adam, I'm going to let you know, guys. I'm on let's team. face it. I mean, any, Scott, anyone Scott can pull team. out 6.2. Anybody can do that. See, right, anyone, that's, anyone that's can like, do six miles. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to get a text when he hears this. Anybody can like, do it. Fucking Scott. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> They'll, they'll, what they'll do is they'll just get back at me by denying me some exclusive DVC access or something like that. So, Sarah, are, uh, is it yeah. plans to do it again? Or would you do it again? Those are two questions. Um, would you and are you? I went into it saying this was my first and only half I'll ever run. That being said, I'm fingers crossed hoping to do Glass Slipper Challenge next year, which is the 5K, 10K, and half. Um I don't know. We'll see. I, I hope to make it happen. Um, I want to make it happen next year is the 10th anniversary for princess. So I would really like, like it to be next year. Um, but you know, we'll just kind of see, um, 
July is when the tickets up, so we'll see if I get a ticket. As far as the glass slipper goes, do we? Uh, is it you got to pay the full price for each one of the races, and hopefully you get all three races, or is it a separate? I'm going to do the glass slipper, and here it is for 800 bucks, and then you're guaranteed the three races. Yeah, it's a separate thing. I want to say it's around 300. Um, okay. I want to say it was like 278 or something like that. It was about 100 bucks more than what I paid. Um, but yeah, that gets you into all three. And then when you do a challenge like that you get a medal for each individual race. So you'll get 5K, 10K, and half. And then they give you a fourth one for doing the challenge. Is that the um, only I one they do that? that. Is, it, is yeah. it, so is the dark, this one coming up, are they going to offer the same thing there? Um, I'm not, I, I'm not positive if they have a challenge at that one or not. Um, at Marathon Weekend in January, that's where the Dopey Challenge is. Um, I know, you had asked about that. Dopey is a 5K, 10K, half, and a full on four consecutive days. So it's wow. a total of 48.6 miles. And that one you actually get six medals for because you get um, one for each of the four races. You get one for completing what's called the Goofy Challenge, which is the half and the full in back-to-back days. And then you get the sixth one for it being the Dopey Challenge of all four. So that's like that's like the big metal one, and that's why people want to do it, because you just get loaded up with hardware at that one. That's, and those are not, I had a friend of mine from work bringing the medals. Those are nice medals. I mean, and I know because I heard yours ding. It's not a cheap piece of plastic. I mean, these are really nice medals that you guys are getting. Yeah, they are really nice. They're heavy. I actually ended up taking mine off because it was so heavy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you pay $200, you better get a nice medal. Right, um, right. Excuse me, everyone. This, and then you get, this is like, a burden on my shoulders. i got to take this off. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but they do hook you up with some swag for your money. Um, I got – they give you a free shirt. So, well, it's not free. You pay for that, obviously. But it comes with a shirt and, like, a – raw string bag you know and whatever your um your bib that you put on your shirt with your numbers personalized with your name on it um so like for mine i'm intending on putting mine in like a shadow box with my metal cool i love it i love it love it when you do that please post it yeah please so so when you run the when you run these marathons when you sign up does that include park tickets or do you have to buy those separately Park tickets are separate. All of the races are either before the parks open or some of them are in the evenings and go through the night. Um, all the princess races are in the morning. They start at 530. Um, at least the half did. I'm not positive if the 5K and 10K was quite that early because it doesn't take as long. Um, but, no, everything is before park opening. Um, so, like, my friend that went that did the glass slipper, she didn't even go to the parks. Um, she didn't buy park tickets at all. Well, I imagine if you're running... 40 something miles know. that you you don't have much time to get to the parks now well when you're, oh, that's ahead. all fine and great but if i'm going down there and going to the parks so. fucking right <laughs> fucking right now as far as uh the scenery before you finish the questions this was an important one i wanted to know where do you run while you're running yours i mean is it i mean kind of give me a tour quick through is it through mk and through a couple of them or just magic kingdom and then beyond yeah, um, the course is going to change a little bit for each race. The Princess Half, we started at Epcot. It actually started like um, in like some back parking lot of Epcot. I can't even tell you exactly where it was. What I do know is that it was a 45-minute walk from the bus drop-off to the corrals. 
it was a long walk um all the just all the way around the back somewhere so we started back there um went up epcot center drive and onto world drive all the way down world drive um through magic kingdom um we went in magic kingdom like by tony's town square there's like a little back gate there sometimes they let you out of there for after wishes um so we came in that way went down main street looped up through tomorrowland and Fantasyland, through the castle back through Frontierland, around that by splash mountain and then out a side area some somewhere just past pecos bills um they kind of just shoot you out the side um and then back down uh floridian way behind the grand floridian past like the wedding pavilion shades of green um all of that and then back up to world drive on Epcot. Um, and that's when we actually went through Epcot. Um, we came in, I believe it was right by where the buses drop you off, um, you know, and through future world and you, we didn't go through world showcase. It looped future world, like just past, um, where like the food booths start for like food and wine and all that, like right, right. That little section there. And then it just looped back up through future world. And then okay. out, and you ended up in some parking lot again. Now, the ending, so was how, nice how was story. the ending? I mean, did they have, is it a pretty extravagant finish line? I mean, people uh, are. Confetti. I think, I think you're Go asking Sarah. if it was, yeah. I think you're asking if it was a happy ending. And yes, whoa, 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 it was whoa, a happy whoa, ending. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> PG, well, no, it's not PG. Okay. It isn't PG. No, I mean, PG. she, she, she just lived up to the expectations right, of three so... sheets and I applaud for that. So it was a happy, was a happy ending. Goofy was there. I mean, come on. He should be there for all happy endings, right? And do they, do they um, give it a medal right away? Um, yes. And I should add um, that there is a lot of on-course entertainment. So at the end, I shit you not, there was literally a gospel choir, like, full of big black women. And it made me so happy. Like, they were singing songs. I don't know what the fuck they were singing, but you need a gospel choir at the end of that show. Yeah, I'm going to so, tell you what. Them guys got, and I don't, I don't mean to stereotype, but they got lungs and they can sing. I need a gospel at, choir. To exactly. They can sing, and it's uh, there's nothing exactly. like, like uh, what would that would that be, like Black Baptist, Southern Black Black Baptist Choir? Yeah. Or, I mean. Like Hercules. It, Huge it doesn't fucking matter. It was yep, awesome. That's town. all that matters. Yep, that's cool. But, yeah, they had the robes and everything on. Um, and then there was, like, some security officer that was like, the finish line's right around the corner, which he was a fucking liar because it was a good another they do that quarters to, of a mile. They do that to hide people. You're like, motherfucker. Uh, you I was all excited, and I'm like, yep. yes, just around this corner. And then I'm like, I can't fucking see it. No. The next not. corner, dude. The next corner. Awesome. So you had a good time. But, but yeah, you, yeah, it was a good time. Um, yeah, there was lots of characters on the course. I think you guys wanted to hear about that, too, real quick. Um, there actually was not very many princesses. Ironically <laughs> enough, they don't put a whole lot of princesses out. Um, they do put some random shit out there. Jack Sparrow was the first one that I saw. Um, Incredibles. Yeah, Incredibles were out there. Um, now, did they interact with you guys as you're running? Like, You can stop and pose for pictures, but I did not feel I had time for that. So I did not stop for any. I just kind of took pictures as I ran by. Do you um, think the Kenyans stopped for pictures with Jack Sparrow? 
I mean, some of them probably did. If it if it gives you any idea of how this race goes, before I hit mile one, two people were coming back around that were finishing. Wow. If that tells Holy anything. Holy shit. Now, that being said, the race started at 5.30. My corral did not get released until 6.24. They wait about five minutes between each corral. So I waited about an hour before I even got started. So those those people that were finishing had been at it for just a little over an hour. So do they got porta johns along the way for guys like me? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. There's lots of porta potties. Um, do they, they people uh, handing you, you water can... in little cups? Yep. There's lots of there's water and Gatorade. Um, they give you like electrolyte gels if you want them along the way. Um, yeah. So I mean and. Like I said, there's a ton of entertainment. Besides the characters, they had DJs out there, um, marching bands, just all sorts of random stuff. I, I listen to music when I run, and I had my music on the whole time. And honestly, I only ever even noticed it twice through the whole thing that it was even on because there was so much going on around me. Nice. Well, that's because you had a marching band playing you down World Drive. Right. And the big black mama's telling me where to go next. <laughs> What else could I possibly need? It's like Hercules. Well, Sarah, we really wanted to thank you for coming on the show, talking to us about Run Disney, because, I mean, let's get serious. Jason and I aren't probably going to do it anytime soon. But we applaud everybody who does, and we'll gladly cheer you on. So if you're going to be down in Disney doing a Run Disney event, let us know. Show us on the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash three sheets. Uh, we want to see your pictures on the course, off the course, drinking while you're running, drinking after you're running, drinking before you're running, whatever it is. Uh, we'd, we'd love for you to share uh, share those pictures with us. So, Sarah, once again, thank you very much for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. What are you drinking? Yo, what is that, Jason? Okay, fine. Let me let me open that. What are you drinking here? So we're on our, on our store. Today is my eight-year-th anniversary with my wife, and I want to give her a shout-out. Congratulations, Jason Congratulations. and Rachel. She has uh, definitely endured something with the beast here, and she's definitely the angel in my life. I will give her that. <laughs> um, she's given me two beautiful boys, and I just um, I can't I can't say good enough about her. I mean, she definitely is the blessing of my life. She's my better half, no questions asked. So anyways, with that being said, we're heading back from. I said, "Damn, I, I was out of crown. I had a, my last crown last night, and I was out of beer." I says, "You know what? I'm gonna bust open a bottle of wine." She comes tearing out because we got we got a little wine thing up there. No, you're not gonna open up any wine tonight because then we'd have to sit and drink the whole bottle. And we didn't know she didn't know she was in the mood to drink, so we had a bottle of champagne in the fridge. So I'm like champagne. Um, she's never even had champagne. Just, I'm like, are you sure? I got it from one of my customers. They gave it to me as a gift. Anyways, uh, she busted it open, and it's fucking pink, bubbly shits. Rosé. It is rosé. Jason, that's called rosé. And she, uh, she's like, I don't like this. And I'm like, and now i got to drink this shit when I'm with the guys. Thanks. <laughs> I could be having a nice little <laughs> bottle of wine right now, but nope. So I'm drinking a pink bubbly drink, and um, <laughs> here's it a girly is what drink, it sir. Is, guys. <laughs> Happy anniversary, sweetheart. Getting sidetracked, Mikey. What are you drinking in your in your glass? I there? have me a nice frosty mug of oh. arrogant bastard ale. 
That looks wonderful, dude. Ooh, that looks that so is, good. That shit is good. Oh, very nice. Mm-hmm. Tim, I see you swirling something before. What do you got? Well, I, unlike you, I went in my wine fridge, and I have a Chamberson Red from our local winery, Franklin Hills Vineyard. Very nice. Tim, you just unscrewed the top on that. That's not really wine. You know what? Some of the some of my favorite Actually, wines a are lot screw tops. Of, yeah, a lot really of them are going to screw tops. More and more. Are yeah, a lot of them are It's a lot cheaper. Uh, yeah. Plus the boxes? plus the cork uh, the cork industry mm-hmm. is like no, it, no they is, don't have boxes. Really running out of cork. I mean, they're running because out of cork. People are making shoes, purses, and floors out of it. Yep. Scott's had my favorite bottle, Argyle Nuthouse. And it's it, good. And it's a screw top. A screw top. Very good. What you drinking, so Adam? Adam, I'm assuming Sorry. you're drinking the same thing. I also am drinking Franklin Hills Vineyards, but I'm actually drinking their white jade because I was oh, in the mood nice. for white wine because I drank about four bottles of four red wine. Bottles? Night, four so. bottles? Got a switch. Oh, my gosh, you guys. How are you yeah, pretty much. walking? <laughs> I'm getting a headache from three sips of this shit. I'm a professional. <laughs> I am a professional. I can drink. You and my wife would get along rather no well. Kidding. I mean, there wouldn't be a break left in the Napa Valley, but son of a gun. <laughs> pretty much. Hair, what are you drinking, Hair? Tonight, uh, I went with um, two bottles of the Yingling Lager. It, Yingling is one of my favorite local. I guess it's local because it's not that far from me. But uh, it, it's one of my favorite bottles of beer just on a regular basis. Yingling's great. And it's in my Gaston eh. Gaston's Tavern mug, which they don't sell beer at, which they should. You okay, Jason? You know, I got a bottle of rum upstairs I want to dip into. Cause... What are you drinking, Jason? I'm drinking Bacardi Just 151 Just top it with straight. orange juice. Just make it into something that might be a little palatable. <laughs> I'm going to lie next time. That's, that's what I got. I think <laughs> next time it's going to be a Shirley Temple. <laughs> Disney World, while only 45 years old, is steeped with history. The stories, concept, and imagineering behind the world is what makes Disney so interesting to us. So we here at Three Sheets to Mouse will be donning our tweed jackets and pipes. We're going to help you as the Three Sheets Nation obtain your DHD, or your Doctorate of Disney History. We will be exploring in detail the history and facts behind your favorite attractions so that you can impress your friends with your vast knowledge of Disney history. Mamba! One of the most expansive and majestic attractions at Walt Disney World lies on the landscape big enough to fit the entire Magic Kingdom inside its boundaries. So today on DHD, we are going to pontificate on the history and science behind one of the true marvels of theme park attractions anywhere in the world, the Kilimanjaro Safaris at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, to understand Disney's desire to host an attraction with live animals, we have to go back to 1948 when Walt began his True Life series adventures. Walt had a fondness for uh, the natural world and wanted to bring these far-off places directly to the people. And I think that's what Kilimanjaro Safaris does best. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I don't see myself getting to, uh, to South Africa 
anytime soon. Well, as a result, he and his production staff began a series of nature films documenting uh, documenting these these true life adventures around the world, beginning with Seal Island in 1948. The most famous uh, and most acclaimed of this series was The Living Desert, one of my favorites, which gave rise to a museum founded by or funded by the Walt Disney Company in Palm Springs, California. To put this in perspective, The Living, De- the Living Desert was shot for a modest $300,000 budget in 1953. It grossed as a documentary $2.6 million in 1953 and won an Academy Award for Best Documentary Feature, along with awards in Cannes, Berlin, and a Golden Globe. So planning for Disneyland, uh, Walt and Harper Goff were trying to design a ride where you would go through the jungles of the world, through the rivers of the world, and the idea was to create a boat ride where there would be live animals on this attraction. Well, we've all seen Jurassic Park. We know how that's going to end. The lions with the zebras. I don't think they're going to be protecting that sleeping zebra for very long. Well, as they say at Disney, no good idea ever dies. So the Imagineers put this on hold until 1998 when Disney's Animal Kingdom opened up. The Kilimanjaro Safaris opened on April 22nd with the park. And this takes guests through a 110-acre Harambe Wildlife Reserve the track that you go on is a 2.3-mile journey. That is more than two times around World Showcase Lagoon. And while all the animals look incredibly close, there's a, city, a series of hidden fences, moats, steep inclines, and cliffs that prevent, prevent these dangerous animals like the lions, crocodiles, some of the rhinos from reaching the ride vehicle. Um, now, I assume everyone's been on the Kilimanjaro Safari, yes, correct? Yes. yes. When was everybody's first time? 2014 here. 2006? Uh, yeah, 2006. Okay, let's... let's, uh, let's we went the first, first year it was open, or the second year? I don't remember. Yeah, two, it had to be 2006. So let's take you back to 1998. As they... If, if you all may recall... The storyline was about conservation and poachers. Uh, Imagineer Joe Rohde really wanted to convey the problems that wildlife reserves in Africa actually face with poachers. So they made them an integral part of the storyline, including uh, gunfire at you. As you would go... That was still there. Yeah, that was still there. When we went in 2006, that was still there. That was, that was there all the way up until about 2012, the poacher storyline. Did it really yeah. last that it long? It did. Holy From shit, 1998 to 2012. However, as the park was getting ready to open, they had cast members and their families come in. So as, as everyone recalls, as you go through the ride, uh, there, there, there's a – obviously War, Will, uh, Warden Wilson Matua talks to you over the loudspeaker, over the comm system. He's in an airplane up in the sky. He's watching down on the reserve because that's how wardens will patrol the reserves in Africa. And they they help they ask for your help to catch these poachers because the poachers are trying to uh, to steal elephant tusks. One of those is the mother, Big Red. As you would get to the end of the ride, you would come across a giant elephant carcass dead. Because that's the only way you find elephant carcasses. <laughs> yeah, usually a carcass is dead. Well, I'm not a, I'm not a biometrist, <laughs> but 
I really think that if you come oh, across... Oh, come on. A, you would make a phenomenal biologist. I will. You know, Bio- it's, it's because of my knowledge of the cloaca. <laughs> <laughs> which an elephant doesn't have. So maybe I would. So these, but, the, but these poachers would be heard over the comm system that they had shot the mama elephant. And as you attempted to chase the, po- uh, the poachers through the warrens trap, you would be shot at as well. And so Disney decided this might be a little too dark for everybody. Uh, so well, the original ending actually showed. Yeah, Ma- Mama Red, Big Red, Mama dead. Yeah, yeah, she was dead. She was on the side of the road, dead. Uh, her tusks had been removed, and they were at the camp. A uh, so mm-hmm. it's, an amateur pilot was actually flying over the parks once and saw that uh, mock-up of the elephant and called the. Uh, I don't know if it was the ASPCA or whoever the hell you call when you see dead elephants in a park, <laughs> and, and reported Disney to them saying, hey, they've got a dead, half-eaten elephant out there. And, of course, you know, it wasn't real, but that was another, uh, you know, another downside, I guess, to having that out there. That didn't last very long. Before the before the ride was actually open to the public, they had, a, they had removed that, so... Uh, but they did change the storyline. It was still that Mama Red was shot, but she was only wounded. She was not dead. So they removed the, the elephant carcass from the ride. Uh, you'd still have to find Little Red, and that stayed around until 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, fin- that, that's the version I remember, yeah. anyway. Finally, in 2012, the storyline of the poachers was completely removed, and the last end scene was replaced with animal enclosures, uh, Warden Wilson Matua was uh, unfortunately left out of the ride as well. He is no longer part of the actual ride itself, but you can still see him in the pre-show, which is wonderful because I do miss Simba One. Simba One, come in, Simba One. You know what? We, we go there and there's never a line, so we breeze right through the queue without even seeing the pre-show. Yeah, I was the same. God, I never even. I, you I don't never saw the pre-show. I didn't know there was it, a pre-show. The pre-show is on. Yeah, there's, they're on monitors as you walk through the lines. If you were standing in the line, you'll actually see it for some portion oh, of the, of the fast, line. Because we fast pass it every time. If you fast pass it, you go right through it. And, it, it's, and yeah, it's, it's fucking it's hot. hot. It's really hot. Because it's Animal Kingdom, so yeah. you're not paying much attention. If it's attention. 75 degrees <laughs> in Florida, it's like 2,000 degrees in Animal Kingdom. Yep. <laughs> it's Africa <laughs> hot. It is Africa it hot. Is Africa <laughs> hot. <laughs> it's attention to detail. So some of the... Some of the details that they that the Imagineers actually put into the ride. So, uh, one of the one of the tricks that they had to do, they had to accomplish was making the swamps of Florida look like the African savanna and in a wildlife reserve in in South Africa. So what they did was they instead of actually importing acacia trees, which are only locally grown in Africa, and they don't grow in Florida, Disney Imagineers and Disney. Uh, Horticulturists trimmed the Florida oak trees to look like those flat, wide acacia trees that you would see in Africa. So it's a little trick that they've done to make those to make those uh, kind of an acacia American trees bonsai. Uh, kind of, yeah. It's it's basically an American bonsai. It's it's pretty impressive that they do uh, they they can take a species like a Florida oak and make it look like an acacia tree. But I guess if you can make a, a a bush look like a bell? Why not? There's a joke in there somewhere, and I ain't going there. I ain't doing <laughs> there, it. Yeah, I just can't. Nope. <laughs> 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 I ain't going there. <laughs> God damn it. I was trying to set someone up. 
<laughs> that one's too easy. <laughs> that would have given us three stars from that person. Uh, however, yeah. some of the trees that are on the reserve are not actually real. One of the one of Africa's most famous trees, the baobab tree. It's uh, what the ride uh, the ride driver calls the uh, upside down tree because it looks like the roots are up in the air. Uh, those are actually concrete. Uh, they do use those to feed some of the animals, especially the giraffes. They'll put um, in, in the back of those that you actually won't see are is an area where they can put leaves and uh, grasses for the for the giraffes to uh, to eat, which actually helps bring the animals out. Uh, which is another trick that they use. They use salt licks, uh, sounds that have conditioned the animals to know where the food will be, know where things will be, and know when to come out of. Uh, into the view of the public. They also use air conditioning to keep the animals where they want them. They do. They do. Uh, the rocks on the, uh, the lion paddock are, are climate controlled. Originally, when they first opened the ride, they've always been able to climate control them, but when they first opened the ride, they didn't turn them on. At 6 a.m. And all the lions yeah. went down into the moat because in July, it's 120 degrees on those rocks, and it's like yeah. 80 degrees. Yeah. yeah, it's like 80 degrees down in some water. So the lions are like, fuck that. I'm not sitting on your goddamn rock. But you know, there, there is a real baobab tree in Animal Kingdom. So, You're right. Tusker Where House. is it, Tim? It's right outside Tusker House. Yep. And occasionally it yep. does have leaves on it. So a um, couple of the other things that uh, I think I thought was interesting about the Animal Kingdom, uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris, was that the elephants are, have their own special enclosure and every night the cast members have to replant about 150 pounds of vegetation for these <clears> elephants <throat> to eat the next day and this is probably the worst job they remove almost 2,000 pounds of shit every day Sounds, that's the same job <laughs> Jason has with our podcast <laughs> <laughs> so how much food do they plant every day they replant 150 pounds of, of vegetation. What they do is they t- they take like containers and, much, and replant the and how, replant these things around the area. So it looks like they like to you and I. It looks like they're native grasses, but they're behind some grasses that the in containers that the elephants can eat off of. <laughs> and and that's the thing is Disney Disney Animal Kingdom does not waste. If you if you've been to the Dowel Bar. All of your straws are those paper straws, and I know they're annoying, but they're there for two reasons. One, the plastic won't buy, uh, plastic straws don't biodegrade; the paper ones will. But two, they'll use those straws and all of your garbage to compost and grow the animals' food in the back. Well, I think it's also yep. because people are idiots. Well, that too. And will give those straws yep. to animals when and they you, really shouldn't. So if they eat the paper straw. It'll pass through, whereas the plastic can. You can't get a lid on your coke either. This, well, this is true. No, no you why can't. are they replanting? Why don't they just throw a bunch of vegetation down? I mean, it's only there for well, what a they, little bit. Well, it's probably the stuff well, that the elephants aren't it, supposed to eat, and they eat it anyway. Yeah, I'm also guessing that they rotate fields out. So that they're not replanting the same patch constantly. No, no. What, the soil wouldn't hold They're up. not planting it in the ground, actually. They're actually in containers that you can't see. 
because they're hidden oh, by yeah. rocks, hidden by uh, bushes, hidden by grasses. Uh, they replant them because then they can just take in transplant and transplant and transplant. And then the elef- if the elephants eat them, it's not so bad. But they, they trample. Uh, I mean, they, the elephants take a toll on uh, on zoo, zoo enclosures. I mean, they, they are they're uh, obviously they're not small animals. They they are very destructive. Would you say like, you know, this is the most expensive attraction Disney has to maintain? Oh, probably. I mean, man, you got to you got to remember there's I'm sure you've seen Disney uh, cast members on the Savannah during your ride. They have people working this ride, not not just on the ride vehicles themselves, but inside the enclosures, planting, putting out food, caring for the animals at all times. With the amount of acreage and the livestock and the cast members that it takes to run all of this. Yeah, I would say it's probably the most expensive Mm. attraction in Single I can't ride, see yeah. that there's a very high rate of turn for Animal Kingdom, which goes back to your Avatar land. That's why they're yeah. bringing that in. I, I oh, no, like I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Oh, I, I love Animal it. Kingdom, you know, that safari ride right there is... It, Top notch. It's a must. I mean, it's we, we love it. We, I mean, we don't go to Animal Kingdom every time because it's not our park, especially on a short trip. If it's a four-day trip, we're not going to mm. go. But this next time we'll go, and um, if we go, it's the the safari ride is a must. You you can't go to Animal Kingdom and not do it. I mean, I will. I'm not gonna lie. It's a it ranks above Hollywood too. Studios. Oh, for absolutely, me right now. absolutely. For I me. don't like Hollywood. I would skip Hollywood Studios over skipping Animal Kingdom. It, right if now. I'm on a four day trip, I would skip Hollywood Studios and yep. go to Animal Kingdom me for too. at least half a day. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's nothing to see in Hollywood Studios right now. At least with Animal Kingdom, I know I can see right. attractions. I can see some animals. Yeah, Hollywood Studios is definitely and in so a very hard limbo and, right now. And the food sucks see, in Hollywood Studios. See, you guys Studios. are not going to commissary, but you know what? A $5 kid's, little kids snack, or a snack lunch, I mean, you can't beat that. Jason, I'm with you. I like the ABC oh, commissary. I liked it. I, forget, I, think, I, I, I got a burger that had shrimp toothpick to the top of it last time, and I was like, holy cow. Of course, I'm from ooh. Arkansas. So what the fuck? I mean, it's, it's, it's a surfing turf, and I was just <laughs> this is great, you know. And we I thought it was a good. We burger. loved ABC, and the people in there were just fun because you're packed in there. We were talking with a guy from Ireland, and the family behind us was. I mean, it was just it was such a family. I mean, it's not a family environment, but I mean, I guess it is what you make of it. But unless they're sophisticated palate friends, Tim and Adam and Scott. Yeah, the ti- the the Tiffins. No, people. we have finicky eater Tim. We actually walked into the ABC commissary and couldn't find anything for him it to went eat. To the brown so we actually tilted his head like you're on. <laughs> Let me tell you about Tim. Tim's the one guy that I don't mind poking fun at because I know he can kick my ass, <laughs> and he knows. <laughs> well, uh, this is also the same guy who is the most un-American he like eater. Bacon. No bacon. No lobster, no shrimp. Well, there goes there goes half Probably our listeners. Crab. Just said half our listeners turn off right now because I don't yeah. eat bacon. No, anything that walks or swims in the ocean, he will not eat. I do not eat bacon. Are you Muslim? Everyone, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> that is the first question everybody ever asks me when I tell them I don't eat bacon. No, I'm not Muslim. I just I don't like the taste of bacon. That's the only reason to eat really bacon. Don't. Have you seen everyone, bacon? Oh, you wouldn't wow. eat it just because of the way it looks, okay? Right. It looks so, like shriveled up I don't up like the taste, so why am I going to eat it? Please send your bacon hate mail to right. 
three sheets of the mouse <laughs> at gmail.com. So some of the other special features about uh, about Kilimanjaro Safaris is the the vehicles you ride in are custom built trucks. They're not powered by any kind of gasoline. They're powered by liquid propane because uh, Disney needed to make sure the animals were safe, uh, that the uh, that exhaust fumes were not going to be harmful to the animals. So liquid propane is used instead of uh, instead of gasoline. But more, can you see them going going to liquid propane on the uh, Tomorrowland? I, you know what they they really, I'm no. I really think they need to, because I, you know, having a son who's now into everything cars, he loves the uh, he loves that ride. Waiting in that ride is god awful. It is oh yeah, horrible. Like I'm so surprised that, who's? that it is the way it is. That's the topic for another show because I I would love to have so many plans done to that ride. I think that might be an armchair imagination. Absolutely. But who sponsors that ride right now? We're going to be in a couch on that one. We got a Barker lounger. Uh, But but the the liquid propane (laughs) the liquid propane could uh, it might be able to be used for that. Um, But they've been using that since since the ride opened because of the animals and the exhaust fumes. They just don't care about the people. I don't care about the gas. They care about the animals. I've never smelt exhaust so. when I've been on the, that ride. <laughs> um, Tim, no, there wouldn't be any smell on the uh, the safari ride, Tim, because that no. has the propane. Well, I'm talking, I'm talking oh, about the smell Speedway. on the Tomorrowland. Well, ride. there might be some smell from all that fucking Ooh, elephant yeah. shit. You know, it's amazing you don't actually smell it when you're over there. I mean, you you got to remember you are you are really far away from the elephants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did I do, dude? I, I think I, I can smell it. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I really think I can. This is fucking the Twilight Zone. Holy fuck! That's next week's intro. I was. Oh, I'm texting your wife right now to tell her to give you a tampon. That's right. You're a screw cat. <laughs> what cork- what do I don't have a cork in this bottle. Why do I give it to you? That's a screw cap. Oh, we can screw that in there somehow. <laughs> if you put the bottle up there, it'll smell like the wet ponchos. <laughs> Kilimanjaro. Oh, God. There you go. You, you got, got a cork. cork. <laughs> um, uh, where was I? Propane. <laughs> Talking the about LP, the trucks, the buffalo shit, oh. I and mean, the elephant shit. Speaking, of, speaking, something about speaking gas. Of things smelling awful. <laughs> the reason I think you don't smell the elephants from the safari vehicle is because you're you're much farther away than you actually than you actually know. Not only is there a moat, because again, elephants can wade through water, but there is actually a series of uh, gaps that the elephants can't get through. So you're you're almost a hundred feet away. From the elephants themselves, uh, from the from their actual You're more enclosure. Than that. Although it seems really close because they're they walk up next to it. The rhinos are fine. Yeah, the the new um, no, elephant they, experience at Animal Kingdom no, is they, they let those come right up to the, they, they let close. those come right up now. And even the rhinos scares the shit. We'll, and we'll get into this in just a second with the new updates. Um, but they come right up to the to the vehicles now. 
Yeah, we actually saw the most amazing thing. They oh, had two fu- baby rhinos the last time we went, and they were watching we them fucking play and just run back and forth. That's nice cool. Ventura. Awesome. And don't ever get between mom and her babies, man. They will, no, it was two baby. Know. It was two oh, baby. Hell rhinos. no. There were there were. It was two babies that were just like playing. They look. They're like giant. Yeah. Puppies almost is the best way I can explain how they were playing. Speaking of rhinos, has everyone has anyone ever seen a rhino take a piss? I. No, but we've seen one yeah. shit against oh. glass. <laughs> Wait, is it or what? <laughs> yeah, it actually does. <laughs> we we went with my sister in law in I think it was the 2012 trip or 2011 trip. We went down there, and we're on the safari. It's the very first like enclosure when you see the okapis, and then the rhino. There's a black rhino on the left hand side of the vehicle. And all of a sudden, we get by. We we come up to the rhinos, and the, the driver points it out. And all of a sudden, you see this like fire hose style of, of piss blast up against a rock. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking doused that thing. I thought you were gonna say it pees sitting down like Jason does. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to see oh, those no, no, that that abuse, your nose. The abuse. <laughs> that rhino is much more manly than Jason in his rose war. <laughs> oh, I was hoping shit. to see the rose shoot out of his nose, but it didn't work. Oh, boy. <laughs> pinky pinky, pinky up, up, Jason. Mm. Pinky up, motherfucker. I don't know if I could finish it, to be honest with you. you know? Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. I, I give you credit for drinking as much as you did. Pouring it in the glass and just drink it from the bottle. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. I don't know how people Ooh. drink this shit. It's like scrape up some of your dignity and just chug it right out of the bottle. Ooh. I mean, look, I have no problem with champagne, but it's got to be a brute. It's got to be like Tattinger. I'm sorry, it's got to be Blanc de Blanc. Champagne. I like I like dry champagne. Mm. Well, it looks like you're traveling on dirt paths. You're actually traveling on cr- concrete uh, because if, if these trucks had to go on dirt paths in, in the dry. Uh, you know, dry dirt. You're gonna kick up a lot oh, of dust behind that's fucking you. Awesome, dude. Make... I never even thought of that. I never even thought yeah, about that. You would make you would make for the worst safari because everything would yeah. be covered in and imagine dust. the rest of the park too. So what? Yeah. So what Disney did was they poured concrete and then made it look like dirt. They they put in artificial ruts. Uh, they put in artificial rocks, twigs, basically making it look like a dirt path. As cast members call it, the world's most expensive dirt road. It, it looks fantastic. They did a great job with it. It does look awesome. All of the areas are, are obviously guarded by these chains that you, you can hear your car go over. And that's so that the animals that are in that enclosure, uh, if they try and step on them, they'll get scared and they'll run away and they'll go back to their own enclosure, their own areas. So, like, when you get in the African savanna, those, those, those animals could go up that road and go into another paddock, but because they have special... Uh, Special chains on the roads that you that you drive over, uh, they won't go into those those paddocks. So, guys, what are you, what's your, what's your favorite part of this favorite part of the ride? Like, give me give me the one scene that just you love. There's really only one scene. I mean, I'll you've go, got different enclosures. But well, honestly, no, well, no, 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 no. When no, you no, when no, you come no, around, no. I can't picture the one scene. But when you come around the corner where that opens up, um, I think that's where the rhinos are actually. actually. Where that whole area opens up right there, to me that is the uh, look. Disney, I thought, I thought Disney. I don't got nothing bad to say about this ride, from the way they treat their animals to the ride itself. I've got nothing bad to say about it. Surprisingly, 
Uh, but that part right there opens it up and that really makes it real for me where I actually feel like I'm kind of right there on the savannah. Yeah, I, th- I think I, the, the part you're talking about is where you come around the corner mm-hmm. and you see the entire savannah out on the distance. Right. You're kind of elevated. And then you get the first, yeah, that, um, yeah. the termite mounds. You get the first yeah. bit of those. I mean, it really opens up. I mean, to me, it's mm. just, uh, th- that, that just is, um, it just reaches out to me right there. What about you, Adam? I am usually, I'm the photo bug. So I'm constantly snapping pictures of everything throughout most of the ride. But I, I cannot, I will never forget seeing those two rhinos play. Uh, it was just such an amazing moment that I would never think to see of any place else. I mean, I'm not going to Africa. Your average zoo is not going to, you're not going to no. have that experience that you're going to have there. And I also love how close the giraffes get. They're they're surprisingly friendly. Yes, and they're all over the place. And that's pretty much it. We saw one. uh, One of the trips, we saw one actually running across the savanna. I've never seen a giraffe run in real life. I've obviously watched Planet Earth uh, and and the BBC nature films. To see those run in real life, it was it was impressive. It was just so graceful for such a tall animal. Yeah, you would think they'd be awkward running. But right, they, they like, do the, run gracefully. like it, you, you feel like it would look like Atlantic City at two a.m. <laughs> with girls from the Jersey Shore. No, it's a beautiful water. It's like beautiful it flowing water. They just move great. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm Mikey, gonna be the guy you? that goes there. I'm gonna say for me the most, the coolest scene, as as you put it. Um, my wife didn't know what to expect on that, so when she was digging on this guy's audio about what was going on, and then the bridge starts to go out when your truck drives across it, she shit her pants. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't know, so she thought that her babies were about to go over this four-foot drop into, oh, my gosh, and hear her scream and her legitimate terror. (sighs) That was the highlight of the trip for me, man. She was gonna. Her she, children were gonna see some alligators real oh my close. Goodness, that was. I mean, I knew it was coming. I thought it was cool because you got. I mean, those trucks aren't light, so the hydraulics they've got underneath that bridge were are impressive. Mm-hmm. But oh, just she lost it. And then when my sister in law went down, she knew it was coming because my wife told her about it, and she she still freaked out when it started tipping. Like, you just knew your truck was going to go over because it's a tall truck. It's a little top-heavy. It could happen. But um, that was that, that was the most fun part for me. There's a lot of stuff about it that's really cool. I mean, going around the alligators was cool and seeing those people who have deep pocketbooks on the, uh, the little uh, bridge mm. going across the alligator, which I want to I touch on that here in a little bit. Um, yeah. The, the, the extra stuff you can yep. do. But uh, for me, it was, it was that little four seconds of the bridge rocking while the, while the, the safari vehicle went across it. That was fun. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really impressive engineering. Second, this, why can I not remember this? I mean, I've got my two kids. I don't remember. It doesn't really, really give out. It just rocks. It just shakes. Yeah. It, it kind of like shakes a little bit and the, the driver plays it off. Like you're going to fall into the alligator mm. pit. I mean, it, uh, it, and it may not have, yeah, you knew it was fake. Okay. There, <laughs> Yeah, she did. Well, not not there for a little while. They actually um, didn't even do it because some folks got a little up in airs about it. But I mean, 
Jason is a chance that when it was going, maybe the uh, the hydraulics weren't working then or something. Because like I said, there's a lot of engineering sure. goes on with Could that be. to lift and then lower and then lift again uh, a truck that size. And, and even then, yeah, I just it's, it's it, mind because it, we've been here. I mean, just done it like ten times. I just. I don't yeah, know. Maybe, maybe I'm just blocking it because okay. I'm traumatized. Tra- it may have only shifted like three inches, <laughs> which isn't okay. a whole lot. But would it? But it dropped yeah. quickly enough that you were like, okay. "Holy shit!" And uh, and then it straightened out, yeah. and he drove off, and everyone was like, "Oh, they got me!" Except my wife, who punched me and was like, "You knew that was going to happen." <laughs> yeah, Tim. What was your uh, what my was favorite? Your favorite and, and I will post this picture uh, when this episode drops. Um, when you first go to the elephant area and you see that gigantic boobab tree if you catch the right time you're on that ride at the right time and you have the sun behind that tree you have the elephants hanging around that tree it really does look like you're on an african savanna somewhere and i i I caught the best picture probably that i ever caught on that ride the last i think was the last time we went Post that to the uh, when you find it. Post that to the Facebook group. I want to see that. I I have taken. Yeah, I'll post it when the episode drops. And and I've ta- I normally in the parks I will take my iPhone and just use my iPhone because it's a it's a good enough camera that can capture almost everything. But for the for the uh, Kilimanjaro safaris, this is one where I almost always need to take my mm-hmm. SLR because the 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 scenery is beautiful. Uh, everything is just. It, it really transports yeah. you away from Orlando, Florida, to feel like you're in South uh, South Africa or East Africa, wherever the the Harambe is supposed to be. I think it's East Africa. Um, it really takes you away, and that's I think the brilliance of this ride is that it, it you really feel like you have been transported. We bring out of two Florida. cameras for that ride. We use mm-hmm. our DSLR and L point and shoot. Yeah, I I I, it, I mean, there's so many great moments from there. Um, we went, I, I know uh, one of the trips we went on, we actually, I, I don't know if anyone's heard a lion roar in yeah. real life, but we actually heard the lion oh, roar because awesome. it was right after he lost his mate. It was right after he lost his mate and he was, he was, uh, I guess, mourning. And so he was roaring constantly. It was like an evening. It was right. One of the last performances or the last rides. It was an evening ride. And to see him like standing on the rock and roaring, it was so cool. It was awesome. And just something that that I will never see in my lifetime because I know, I know I just I you know time and expense to go to Africa is is you know ungodly. You I, I just don't see myself getting there. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, not yeah exactly. That. You know, I will say if you're going to uh, and, and I commend you, uh, Scott and uh, and Tim and Adam there for getting good pictures on this. We took our camera, and you've got to be quick on the trigger because homeboy doesn't hit them brakes for much. When he's no. driving through there, so uh, no. that's why we you had a, need an You better SLR. have that shutter speed cranked up. You need a great an SLR on well, that's, sports setting because you can just hold down the yeah, trigger exactly. and it'll just constantly take pictures. Yeah, until you take you a burst out. and you just pick the best one. With the, with the new iPhone, they do have that the same shutter speed kind of uh, feature that that does a great job with that. I'll, I'm going to test it when I go down in April. Uh, but uh, but you're right, Mikey. That guy does not. Unless there's a rhino in the way, he's I not was stopping that vehicle. How close we are to the vehicle in front of you? I thought it would at least be set up where you would have the 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 illusion of you being the only you know vehicle on the African savanna. 
It depends. Oh God, we can see the. It depends on how busy. It depends on how busy it is. Yeah, if you if you get in if you get to a point where the vehicle in front of you has to stop, they they don't stop your vehicle until you get close enough to them. I mean, they they will, but uh, if if they have to stop the ride, I mean, you get a back up. Uh, yeah, I, we've been on that attraction where literally you can look and there's a truck in front of you, and there's a truck behind yeah, you. That's how it works. Yeah. We've, we've also been on, been on that attraction yeah. where you look like you're the only truck out there. It all depends on how yeah. busy it is and. I guess yeah. Yeah, time to Well, you also you also have to remember you're dealing with real life animals. Yeah. If one of them decides to, I'm going to sit in the middle of a fucking road, and what are you going to do about it? Yeah, you tell a rhino to get the fuck out the way and see how well that goes for you. I think there was one ride one time we rode it when there was a rhino. Hey, rhino, move! Haven't you seen Crocodile Dundee out? You spread your pinky and your thumb, and you look at the face. And then you get back on the wagon and you check to see who's boys and who's girls. We going back to the pictures. We don't. We're the one family that doesn't take pictures on the ride, um, and I don't know why. It's I guess it's because we never look at them ever after we take them. You, you know what I mean? It's just well, your the, wife the is a professional photographer, so because guys like you put good ones on Facebook. Well, true. I mean, it's and but you guys put them on Facebook and and or you know they're on Google and um you know I just I, I if I need to get a fix I'll look at because look there's a lot better photographers than me so uh kudos to you guys for taking the good no. pictures and filling and filling my need when I know and and I I get that Jason because we were when I you know during during show prep this this afternoon we were watching a little bit of the ride and Andrew's comments she's like I hate when people sit there and just video th- video the whole ride or look at it through their iPhone and there is something to be said for that. Now, I will go on this multiple times during a trip because so I love I, this ride. Mm-hmm. One time I'm always taking pictures. The second time I will take right. far and less And I think pictures. the biggest thing, too, is a lot of people go to Disney only one time. And you want to capture mm-hmm. every yeah. single thing. You Unless did. you're that one with the iPad. If you're videotaping with your iPad, you're a You dude. need you're to a be dick. shot. Oh, you're a dick. You're a douchebag. You're a douchebag. Douche douche oh. So leave your fucking iPad at home, please. Go buy a freaking point and shoot. I promise you the pictures are going to be better than your iPad. Get out Just, of get out of my park. iPad camera. Get is out of my park. Oh, during wishes. Oh, I could, we could do a whole story on that. Oh, Come on, so that's, like, that's a so whole other topic for the whole of the show. It is. Come on. We <laughs> yeah, we can't talk anyways. about what I said to somebody. <laughs> Someone out there is pulling oh. their iPad out of their suitcase, <laughs> going, guys, "Oh, fuck." <laughs> See, I've got a clip-on lens so I can zoom in. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> one star. <laughs> one star. One star. I'm going to use my iPad to take pictures. Oh man, I tell you what. Anyways, back um, to the show. <laughs> so, so one of the one of the newest changes to the ride uh, back in 2016 saw a nighttime safari with a uh, special sunset that's created using LED. Oh, I'm sorry, spoiler for for the for the. Oh, Disney dude, folk. it's been out there long enough. Yeah, it. it's no been yeah. anything they over a year is no no longer a spoiler. Yeah. Okay, they use special LED lighting to create a sunset effect at all times of night. Uh, I've looked at videos and I cannot wait to go on this. We I know have we have pass. Tim and yes. Adam. We have a Tiffin's reservation. We have a fast pass for it can't at wait. nighttime. I cannot. I'm wait. really I'm excited to look by this. Okay, I'm a little well, bitter about your whole restaurant. I'm feeling left out here, but but I'm working through it. But go ahead. We'll but but come, Jason. Jason, I can adjust. Down. I adjust the reservation once. I'll adjust it again. Scott. We, um, Truth be yeah, told, that just makes me drive where we are going to do a Disney trip together. All <laughs> yes, definitely. Episode well, it's either that. I mean, we have the room. We have the DBC Villa that trip. So, yeah. 
Rich people. Rich people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to stop you in the middle of your show here. Go ahead. Uh, fast passes for um, 545 to 645, though, so that's going to be regular. It'll still be 118 degrees. Time. It's, it's be dusk. Dark. Yeah, but. Not not in Florida in <laughs> April. It'll be dusk. Uh, it's going to be still. No. No. It might. It will. That's dusk <laughs> now. Will. But, but I'm sure we'll be able to get on always... it again if we want. Probably. After dinner, yeah, because we have a nice, well, yeah, we have a nice dinner. time frame spot between our that fast pass and our bigger fast pass for the um, nighttime spectacular. So, uh, one of the newest additions to the Animal Kingdom Kilimanjaro Safaris was is the Wild Africa Trek. Uh, it's a a guided excursion through the uh, through the village of Harambe and through various parts of the wildlife reserve. You go through the Pangani Forest Trail. Uh, you go, and this is the really cool part. You, I guess it's uh, it's kind of like uh, like a zip line walking through these bridges and through these areas that walk over the crocodiles and different areas of the reserve. It looks really cool. However, the cost ranges anywhere from one hundred eighty nine dollars value season to two hundred fifty dollars for peak season. Uh, as nice as a three hour tour would be. No. I thought it was longer than that, and I also think you get no. It's only I know you get lunch. It's only a three hour. I wanted tour. to do it too. Told me, told me how much it was. Well, there's also it's isn't only there th- an, a tour that um, if you're staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, you get a separate tour, and that's cheaper. I want to say, but, but it's that's only, only on the Savannah. That's at the Savannah. That, at oh, okay. Yeah, that's on the Savannah at the Lodge. My bad. You don't get to go into the park. It's and also park admission is not included in that, so you also have to pay for park admission. You do have a one-on-one guide, and in certain areas, they do have what they call quote experts that are there to help answer questions, like about the hippos and the crocs, and you know this and that. So, I mean, you do get you do get lunch with it or breakfast, whatever. No, well, yeah, I think it's Tusker House lunch, but whatever whatever time you're going, you get lunch or you get a dining option with it. Because it only goes until 2.30. Uh, 2.30 is the last tour. It's just, a, it, it's a three-hour tour through Animal Kingdom. And I can't imagine how hot that could get yeah. in July. Ooh. Like through the Walking. reserve. That sounds awful. I don't know. It, I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's a really beautiful trek. And I'm sure, you, I'm sure it's a nice experience that you can go in and see the animals a lot closer and a lot at a much slower pace so you could take photos. But at the same time... Damn, okay, and here's where I'm going to be bucks. devil's advocate on that because usually I'm always I would do what, it. Are, it, it, is Disney giving you what you need for uh, the price that you're paying. I'm going to say in a situation like this, yes, because if you're honeymooners and this is your thing, or if you are, uh, you know, if you're coming down there one time or and this is you want this kind of this this experience because. I think it's individualized. This has to be your thing. And I think it for those people, I think the price is, is fair because of what you're getting. It's not worth it to me. Yeah, it's a lot. It's too so, much money for me. Scott. So, uh, let me, I, I agreed. Let me go through the menu because I actually have the menu uh, here in front of me. Uh, if you go for the morning, if you go anywhere from the opening of the park to 1130 a.m., you actually served your meal on the, on the trek That's cool. in Tiffin's. Uh, tiffins are are those are, are those Indo Asian um, containers, those lunch containers. For your morning meal, uh, you get a fig cake with borzin cheese, uh, air dried beef and prosciutto, 
uh, smoked salmon with a uh, smoked salmon roulade with dill. That's a it's basically a pinwheel of smoked salmon and cream cheese. Uh, you get fresh fruit marinated in mint and ginger, berry yogurt with granola and dried cranberries, and a mini pita bread with uh, brie and apricot cheese. That's your that's your morning meal. Are you getting two meals, uh, or is it you're getting you, just one meal? No, that's no, that's, it's that's either your, morning if you, if you, or if breakfast or lunch. Yeah. It's it's not really a yeah. meal. It's more of a snack. So if you go between if your tour starts between open, which is about eight a.m. Mm-hmm. and eleven thirty, that's yeah. your morning snack. You get you get served that morning snack. If your tour is from eleven thirty to two thirty, which is the last tour that goes, your meal includes uh, chicken curry salad, smoked air dried beef and prosciutto. The same probably the same beef and prosciutto. Uh, the same fresh fruit marinated in mint and ginger. It looks like. Uh, uh, watermelon, pineapple, and cantaloupe. Uh, you get sun-dried tomato hummus with mini pita bread, uh, marinated tandoori shrimp, and the smoked salmon roulade with dill cream cheese. So those are the those are the two meals that you get on the on the, for the food. Uh, the kids, if you do take your kids on it, kids are uh, about uh, are at start at one hundred eighty nine dollars. So there's really not much of a discount for kids either. Okay, oh, before yeah. I forget, you also, from what I'm reading, you get some sort of special souvenir, whatever the fuck that is, and it sounds like you get a professional well, photographer for the whole experience, too. That's you do. Pretty- There's, there is a photographer that takes pictures of you on the trek, and they're downloaded to your photo pass uh, directly. I mean, it's not a bad it's not a bad deal really i mean 250 for all that if you're gonna like like jason said if you're a honeymooner if this is your adult trip like for our 10 for my wife and i's 10th anniversary this might be something we do i would like to do where we go down there it's not a bad deal it's just it is a lot of not on my radar right for three hours yeah let me jump in real quick scott because if that's a lot of money for you they've got the savor the savannah trip out there also which is like 169 dollars and it comes with uh, a selection of regional beer and wine offerings as well as mm, some african inspired tapas prepared at tiffin's i want but that. is that the oh, one that. that you have Wait, to stay at animal said, kingdom lodge tapas. for no it, it doesn't you said it says savor the savannah exploring safari experience disney's animal kingdom theme park it's 160 160- you you kind of get oh. a guided tour. I think it's an abbreviated tour because it's only from uh, what like five to six fifteen. So you get like like an hour basically. But you know the viewing area for some some of the critters. Okay. I imagine it's going to be some that don't make a lot of poo. Um. <laughs> it's it's probably more on the yeah. Pangani Trail. Well, this actually from what Savannah. I'm reading also goes on the Pagani Trail as well. Okay. This does go on the Pagani Trail. Yeah. The the Wild Africa Trek. They it starts there and then you move your way. I mean, into the it Savannah. looks awesome. I've spent more money on zoo tours, and to be honest with you, also I say awesome too much, don't I? <laughs> not, as, not as much as phenomenal. Shrink. <laughs> Haven't said it yet. Hey, listen, it's it's in the evening when it's cooler and it's got beer, wine, and tapas. I don't even know what the hell a tapas oh, is. I fucking hate tapas. I hate tapas. Okay. We, we've Don't established that. I would do but, this. I mean, when you think about how many people spend how many hundreds of dollars fucking swimming with the dolphins. Sure. Exactly. True. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. not a, it, like I said, it's not a bad price. It's not a, it's not a terrible price tour. But it is expensive tour. for the average fan. It's not it's cheap. Just, 
It's very expensive. It's not cheap. You're rushing the dolphin. You don't get a chance to stroke. But fair enough. If (laughs) that's a point. But if this is, if I choose this over watching the fireworks from someplace else with the same kind of menu, I'm going to do this. Or do I give up a signature dinner with my wife and just splurge the extra hundred dollars and go do this? I mean, it's there is a give and take there. But once it in, you're going to have to sacrifice. The average family is going to have to sacrifice if they want to do this something. You do it one time, well, I mean, you don't do it twice. You have to you be careful I mean? because this tour does have um, – you have to be at least eight, it looks like, and you have to be at least 48 inches tall. Yeah. So yes, you have to you be do. able to not fit in a crocodile. It, it but pretty much. The other, the other thing is that it's three hours. I mean that's a yeah. long time in Animal Kingdom. On but one when you think attraction. about how long the other tours are – like Kings to the Kingdom, or it's like an eight-hour to six to eight-hour right. tour. And, and Rachel's going to do that this next time. Look, I want to do, do it. Too. Look, I love, I love Magic Kingdom. I love Disney World. There's no way in hell I'm doing it. But that's, a, but that's my point. Kingdom. You know what? I'll, next I'll time I go to Disneyland, I want to do the walk, walk and walk oh, footsteps. Yes, that's different. absolutely. That's different. Absolutely. That's that's the only reason I want to go to Disneyland. I'll be honest with you. Oh no, right you now. have to go to Disneyland. Yeah, I know. I hear it, but I go on to experience like Avatar Land. Fuck it, you know. But I know once I experience it, I'm, no. gonna, I'm gonna be eating Dis- crow. No, gonna... Disneyland is a uh, coming from who's only been to the East Coast parks and grew mm-hmm. up on the East Coast and only went to the East Coast. There's a different kind of appreciation you get when you go to Disneyland. I, 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 I went I to Disneyland before, it. but it was rushed out of boot camp, and I, yeah. I was not. I could give a shit about Disney. We just we just went with <laughs> my fiance at the time, and but knowing you now and, and as much as a Walt yeah, fan, you are different, dude. I, I'm gonna be such a ball of of yeah. emotional crap yes. because we, the we walked through that gate and Disney I literally just 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 swept. Yes, I, I'm gonna love swept. it. I love every minute of it. And it's going to be very personal. So I mean, I mean, I, I I think I think the addition of this along with the Sunset Safari, I think makes a great a great ride even better. I I, I really do believe that this is above everything else at Animal Kingdom. And I know Pandora has not opened up yet, but I would even say that this is probably still the best ride in Animal Kingdom, even after Pandora opens up. I think it's the most intriguing it's the most magical ride that you can find in that park because it's not something you you're going to experience on an on a normal basis i mean you go to you i know you can go to your zoo but, you but can you're see not animals, gonna, but yeah. you're not going to have the same not, Doc, because yeah you're not having the same you're not having the same experience always keep this in mind disney treats those animals with the highest regard right. Unlike a I zoo mean, who is it's confined, these well, animals are treated top notch. And even, you know, I mean, it's it makes it different. It makes the experience more enjoyable. I mean, you see, here's the problem I have with it, though, right. is that I grew up going. Granted, I lived in New York. I grew up going to one of the best zoos in the world. And the if Bronx you've zoo. never been to the Bronx Zoo, I will challenge you. There, come that's to an experience that you are not going to have anywhere else. But that's a world famous. I mean, it is. I ch- I, I challenge you, Adam. Go to Saint. Oh Louis no, you'll Zoo. have you'll have shit in your uh, it is sunroof. One of the best in the country, and it's free. But you know what? Even even given the if you take the whole romanticism the of magic chains, the animals and you know seeing them in quote unquote natural habitats, as an engineering standpoint, as an engineering mm-hmm. view. 
just the idea of how they keep these animals apart, mm-hmm. how they keep them interested in staying, you know, with the um, the enrichments, like you said before, the air conditioning on the rocks. There's the, a lot the of thought food. involved. It, you just I, me as an engineer, I, I will sit there. I'll I'll ride the ride it once to watch the animals, and then I ride it again to see if I can spot any of the hidden. See, uh, All right, dare I say? Now we haven't touched the, on this the yet. Engineering. Where's the hidden Mickey? Oh, it's all right. So, yeah, yes. it is the flamingos. It's the flamingo island is a giant hidden Mickey that most people can't see, and you really, you really can't see it that well from the vehicle. If you look a Google satellite Earth. photo, you is that can the see only it perfectly, one? and it's, it's the only one? well done. That's the only one that that I know of that I've yeah. been told about. I'm sure there's more. I believe it's. I'm sure there's more, um, but that's the only one that I know of, and that's and and. Quite frankly, even if there are more, right. how are you ever going to find time to take your eyes off the animals uh, to look at them? Has anybody ever talked about the the uh, the protection aspect of it? Okay, like conservation for example, aspect. It, oh yeah. Well, well, no, no, not the not. Oh, see, let me let me use a different word. Let's just say. There's protocol involved when wild animals and the public are involved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've never heard of any, and I'm sure Disney, it's probably ultra, top secret. There has to be some team or some cast members that are trained with the assault rifles or whatever, just oh, yeah. in case. Okay. Probably, yeah. You're right. You're it's, right, Jason. You're absolutely but, right. Let me, let, me, let me tell you this, Jason. I'm going to blow your mind here. I'm going to blow your mind. Go to every single theme yep. park in Walt Disney World. What are the what are all the bathrooms at all those three other theme parks missing? Have there doors. are no doors. They don't even have doors at the other theme parks. Animal Kingdom is the only place, oh, the only theme park on Disney property where you will find doors on their bathrooms because those are the shelter places in case an animal oh, does escape. It, it, uh, yeah, that I don't know. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, that's a fire yeah. hazard. They pulled open. They pull outward. Well, it's just they but pulled it's also, open. Right. I mean, they did have animals die when the exhibit first opened, when the whole thing first opened, mm-hmm. and they actually had to close the ride for twenty minutes when a rhino died because it actually died in the freaking. It had pneumonia, from what okay. I read, and. I mean, they, they, they know what they're doing. It's Disney. Yeah. You're never, they're never going to let you see that intentionally. The, right. the preventative measures that they take are phenomenal to prevent, an, uh, an, uh, well, I don't know, not an outbreak, but uh, an escape or an, an errant I mean, uh, animal what interaction I, that wasn't mm-hmm. meant to be. I mean, there's a reason why the zebras didn't last long. And they were no, fornicating no, they like crazy. Really? And they were yes. Zebras <laughs> yep. exactly. are horny fuckers. Well, and the hippos too. The hippos the hippos used to be um in yes. like mixed pens and now the boys are on the on the left yeah. and girls are on the right. They had to separate the boys and the girls because let me tell you something, I didn't know this, but yep. hippos are fucking horny as hell. What are they doing? They were also fighting constantly though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. they were actually drawing blood on each other and Disney didn't want hippos to see are that. Mean. Hippos are mean, oh, but that's, I think that's the number one killer in South Africa, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, yep. or in, in Africa. Mm-hmm. Period. 
I thought, no, I almost said something so, really, really bad. We want to invite you to share your photos, especially this week. Share your best photos of the uh, of the Kilimanjaro safaris. I know I've got a ton. I'll put some on the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash three sheets to the mouse. Uh, we want to see your photos on there. We want to see your best shots from the Kilimanjaro Safari. So go over there and, uh, and check them out. And we want to thank you for joining us this week. Uh, as, and we hope that you have advanced your Disney knowledge. We are one step closer to you getting your Disney doctorate in history. So as always, we want to remind you to head over to themagicalmeltdown.com. Go over there. Mikey just released some great new t-shirts. Uh, my favorite's always on there, the Uncle Walt. Tim and Adam uh, and Jason, you just got yes, your three I did. I'm excited. I tried it so on. It fit. It was great quality. I mean, look, I, 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 I will call out bullshit and shit when I see it, and I was really impressed by the shirt. So good good on you, Mikey. Yes. Jason, did you get the regular one or the distressed? Uh, I, what do you mean? The, the s- There's two. There's All right. So when you go over to www.themagicalmeltdown.com, there are two variations yeah, of the three sheets. My wife ordered this shirt for me. Get the fuck out of here. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, call Rachel. Tell her what she ordered. There are two versions. One is a normal print. There's nothing, there's no distressing to it. The other one, Mikey personally hand distressed the, the design so it looks like it's worn and weather beaten. Uh, Tim yes, and Adam, you got, got the distressed ones. version, didn't you? It looks awesome. And how does it look? I, we posted a picture in the group. You know what though? I I like the original design as it was because it looks like a nineteen eighties or nineteen seventies Disney shirt. The the stylization, yeah, which is the the primary right. of. And then if you uh, distress it, it looks like you owned it forever. So it looks like an original oh. shirt. The only caveat that so I'm going to sh- give before you order these shirts is order them an extra size bigger. Yes. Yes. Because they are a little small. I want. I want to do it. I want to do a special thank you this week, um, Jason. Fucking a man. <laughs> we uh, everything you hear on our show is because Jason, our producer, Jason, our editor, has done a a wait for it <laughs> phenomenal. Oh, <laughs> he's done a phenomenal job. Every Shot. week, and we really want to. I want to, you know, from the four, the four other guys, or the three other guys here. It's a learning you, experience. We really appreciate everything experience. you do. I appreciate the opportunity to do it. I have a good time with you guys. Guy, cheers, dude. So, to uh, this week's uh, this week's toast goes out to Jason. Cheers, so cheers Jason. Cheers. Mm. Pretend like you have booze, Mikey. Drink, drink your pinky thumb. up. Pinky up like you're drinking, like you're drinking pink, pink champagne. Wine. Get it right. Pink champagne. <laughs> Don't get it. Pink champagne on ice. <laughs> but thank you all for joining us this week on Three Sheets of the Mouse. Uh, again, if you have enjoyed the show and there aren't too many sexual innuendos, head over to iTunes. Let us know how we're doing. Leave a review is the best way to help us make the show better and help other Disney fans like yourselves find the show. So if you like the show, leave five stars on us and show us some love to your Three Sheets host. If you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, we're at Three Sheets Podcast. I post to the Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I love interacting with people on there. There's a bunch of people over there that I that I interact with on a regular basis. So head over there, follow us at, at Three Sheets Three Sheets Podcast. Uh, we're we're more than more than willing to interact with you on a regular basis. If you want to do that, head over to the Facebook group at facebook.com/slash/group/slash/three sheets. Become a part of the Three Sheets Nation. Share your in parks pictures. 
Share how you're keeping at Disney at home. Come hang out with us. We like to we like to interact with our fans there. If you have friends that love Disney as much as you do, invite them. Join the join have them join the Three Sheets Nation. Invite, invite strangers. Invite, invite, invite strangers. Invite everybody. <laughs> we love them all. Maybe you'll let, maybe you'll make a friend from a stranger by saying, <laughs> "Hey, you're drinking alcohol. Do you want mouse? Check these guys." <laughs> Do you have nudes? Send them here. <laughs> if you have any questions for us, any comments, anything you want to talk to us about, we have a Gmail account. That's at, uh, that's three sheets podcast at. Or I'm no. sorry, <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Is it the number three? <laughs> get him, Jason. Come on, you know it by now. Get him, Jason. Get him. Get him. What is it, Jason? What is it? The number three. Jason. There you go. Sheets. What is? To the, the mouse. C O M. C O M, not C M. Three sheets to the mouse. Because that's Cameroon. At gmail.com. Have we, have we gotten any mail so, yet? Like we said, uh, we, we no. did get a bunch of brackets. Yeah, we got a bunch Notwithstanding, I want to yeah. hear from you guys. I'm going to send, send an email just so we get send something us, other than the brackets. questions you have. Look, constructive criticism is nice. People got to remember, we're just fine. I'll send the nude. <laughs> I've been asking for nudes for a month and a half. Great, Mikey! I'll send you a nude, Mikey. <laughs> oh, someone's gonna have to see Tim naked. No. We'll, we'll get the ball rolling. <laughs> oh, he's gonna have to. But, I'm gonna put it on. Jason's Google. right. I'll put it out there for everybody on Facebook. Jason, Jason's right. The best way for us to get better, if you don't, if you, if you have some comments, if you have some criticism about the show, send us an email: three sheets to the mouse at gmail We'll hear from you. We'll take it into account, and don't we'll leave a one star. No, I, I think I think we're mature enough that we'll we'll. No, we are. No, we are. Yeah. As drunk I and as belligerent we might get, you, but we're building a wall, <laughs> and we're we're making Epcot pay for <laughs> we're it. We're making Epcot better and great again. <laughs> yeah, Meba. So, Adam, Adam. Give me your closing right. remarks well, tonight. I just got to say thank you guys for everybody who's donated to our run. It's been an awesome experience, and I'm really looking forward to running. I am not a runner. I am nowhere near an athlete, but you know what? I'm doing this for a great cause, and for the more you guys support us, the more you guys support Mikey, I just can't appreciate that enough, and I know you, it's all going to a good place. And again, guys, thank you again for listening to us this week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Mikey, give me some innuendos to end on. I just, I no, I'm going to say I want to thank Scott for picking the least attractive park to have an entire episode about the one attractive on, attraction in that I, park. It's what I do. I pick out the best so, in all of everyone. You pick out the best and the worst, and that's what makes you a winner. You get sprinkles on your ice cream, Jimmy. <laughs> sprinkles you are for winners. Sprinkles are cream, for so. winners. <laughs> Tim, you want to top that? You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the Mikey this week and just say, Ooh. send dudes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Jason, take us home. I, you know, I, you guys were putting me on the spot before, and I didn't even know what to say. But I'll oh, wait, tell you wait, what did on, hit on. me. We put you on the spot. You did because you were because you because of the stuff that they're not going to hear. You kind of put me on the spot. But I will say this though, and in closing here, um, I like to reference my kid because Disney is 
my magic farm for the family. I mean, that, that is, that's what's magical about us. So, and something that's in my family and, you know, I know a lot of parents are out there where you're so busy during the day and the cuddle time before bed is so important. And it's, and with my older son, it's daddy puts him, him down and my daughter or my, uh, my wife puts my younger son down. So we were laying in bed and we, this is our time to talk. So I get to find out about the new girls and I get to find out all the daddy stuff, which is super fun. But this was last week we were sitting there and he dropped a bomb on me and he said, um, dad, cause I don't like to lie to my kids and to tell them that there's to, to talk about certain things uh kill me like santa claus and a tooth fairy and stuff like that and i'll just deal with that later with him but i don't like outward i just divert i don't like to out lie to him he says dad you know i know there's a lot of magic when we go to disney world um but he goes are there really people in those costumes and uh and oh he put me on a spot man and i said um and, and i said what when we go to disney world I get to spend all my time with you, and that's what makes it magical. Because he's like, is it magic that they're really moving around? So I asked him this. I said, I said, before I answer that, Parker, does it matter? And he said, no. And I said, then there's your answer. That's awesome. And I guess what I'm trying to say is, is, is who cares what people think? It's, it, all that matters is, is what you what you perceive and what you want to happen in your life. And if somebody isn't on board with it or is trying to alter what you want, fuck them. And I guess that's it in a nutshell. And oh, fucking Jason wins again. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Who knew the Marine yeah. would have the most You know feels? what? He, he is the... F- <laughs> He's the softest fucking asshole this side of... Well, we got to just keep well, it fucking real, guys. Ladies, that's why we love ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. He's he's been drinking rosé, so he's, he's good. His feminine side. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's. <laughs> I love you, Jason. He's chance. really now good. He's probably peeing. I I don't know where he pulls his shit out of. I really don't. You he's good, man. And he's that's good. why we're all friends, and that's why we're all brought together because you know we, we all bring something different to the table. We are. You know what? And that's one. That's the one thing that well, we've gotten from most of our listeners is that they can tell that we're we have a genuine. Mm-hmm. Friendship between the five of us, except the except the ginger. ginger. You're right, because gingers don't have any soul. <laughs> gingers no, don't have don't. souls. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. It, Satan spawn. It's funny that that originally we were worried about could they tell us apart on this podcast they if can. we didn't mention each other by name so frequently, and it's like they can't. Yes, first off, all five so. of our voices are are distinctly different. They're there. But at the same time, the way we approach a, a subject matter is completely different. You know, he's going to be pissed off about something, and then like, by the end of it, he wants a hug. <laughs> That's the truth. Jason just needs a hug. You know what? If if you guys, if you guys in the Three Sheets Nation see give Jason down at Disney, give him, oh, give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He, he loves no, physical contact. I'll, I'll, I'll know when he's down there and where he is. I will personally see Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my wife on camera and we'll do we'll do photo pass photos. <laughs> Mikey, it has to be inside Frozen. Look, look, there's not a person out there. The Frozen. There's not a person out there that's gonna be like they're gonna be like oh. 
Jason's in the parks and everybody's like, fuck <laughs> that motherfucker. Jason's in Epcot. Jason's We're going to Hollywood Magic Studios. Kingdom. Let's go to Animal. <laughs> fuck Epcot. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And 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 the thing is, is oh, and I wanted to touch one thing real quick was, you know, we, we look at our listener views and um, I, I honestly, I'm surprised at how big it really has gotten. And with that being said, um, it really tickles all five of us that we're able to talk to you. And I'm talking to you in the car right now. I'm talking to you walking with your headphones. I'm talking to you working out right now. You are in different parts of the world. You're talking and you're doing different things with different things on your mind. And um, you know, it's really nice to be your friend for this hour, an hour and a half. It really is. And, and we really appreciate that because it's intimate enough to where you and I are, we're having a one-way conversation, but it's a two-way emotion. And I really yeah. appreciate each and every one of you that that gives us the time and, and is our friend for that that time it's being. All it's, really awesome. it's all about them. It's all about people you. who take the time to listen to us. And yes, Ab- absolutely. And absolutely. we we are your we are your friends, whether we have met yet or not. And like like we've said, come give us a handshake. Come give us a fist bump. We're in the parks. When when you see us in the parks, we're not going to be strangers. We're, we'll we'll say hi to you. We'll shake your hand. We'll give you a fist bump, Jason. Needs a hug. If you walk up to me and say, hey, aren't you Mikey from Three Sheets to Mouse? I'm probably going to piss my pants. (laughs) All right. I'll be honest. That's that's what's going to happen. And then I'm going to say, I'm going to look down at him. I'm going to buy you a drink. I I will do. I'm I'm, I'm Jason from Three Sheets to Mouse. (laughs) Really? You really recognize this? (laughs) Right? If if someone said that to me, I'm gonna go Tim Elbing meet. I'm gonna go Tim meets Art Smith and just absolutely yeah. go fan. Yeah. It would be I, fucking. I, awesome. I would probably be more <laughs> fangirling that over over our fans than they will be over us. Yeah, it sounds stupid, but probably I'm very shy in person. That just I don't translate well. I can be socially awkward. It's just who I am. So if somebody were to come to me and recognize me for for that kind of thing. I, I'd probably drop dead at that point. <laughs> so, as we've said, thank you very much for for listening to us each and every week. We really appreciate it. We we love the interaction we give on the, we get on the Facebook group. We love interacting with you guys because it keeps Disney in our lives each and every day. So, from for from all of us here at Three Sheets of the Mouse, thank you for making our show a part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time for this time and until next time so long for just a while you're welcome welcome, 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 welcome. and thank you